0: Welcome to it. Happy Hump Day, Bruce. How are you?
1: Healthy and alive. Yeah, doing
0: even better today finally got the the plumbing fixed here so. got the plumbing fixed uh, that's a that's a that's a bonus yeah that's great that's great did you uh did you have to do any damages and like tear out some pipes from the wall or anything like that nothing no not nothing nothing
1: that extreme just had to have a plumber come out and um the uh snake that I used to try to unclog the drain was not uh, long enough uh, oh so' I see they had to bring out their big tree root uh, basically was the problem it had Mm-hmm. gotten through the pipe so yeah it
0: happens take care of that um were yeah. you uh were you were you socially distanced <laughs> did you um, ask let me ask you this no, no, no maybe that's it maybe that's just a, a bad way to start it did you tell the person on the other end of the phone that you wanted him to send a vaccinated plumber to your house
1: yeah no but it didn't do anything like that um the um well, uh, the, the the plumber did seem to be a little bit more apprehensive when it came to uh, uh, you know social distancing and God, man, shaking of hands and
0: those kind I've of things. A, he, I got a delivery he coming did the tomorrow. Pump elbow thing. <laughs> was he wearing a mask? He had to have been if he was. Doing no, that. he didn't. He didn't. He didn't wear. No? A, he didn't wear a mask. But, but he, was, he did,
1: he did he the, the elbow the, thing. But
0: it, it was it was outside. We we were both. Oh, outside, you're outside. So, okay, all, right, all yeah, right. Yeah, I got a delivery coming tomorrow. And I'm going to have part of the delivery is they are going to come into the house and assemble it. That's part of the the, the thing. You spend this kind of money on something. They they come in and they assemble it. And there is a list that is a half a mile long of restrictions they have to adhere to when they're in your home because of COVID. It's the most ridiculous thing that I have ever seen. It's 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 so stupid. You know what? I just want to ask the question in general. Is there an adult in charge that I can speak to? Somewhere? I, I'm serious. No. In any of these countries, is there an adult somewhere that I, that's in charge that I can speak to? I, I don't mean to sound like a, a Karen here, but I really need to speak to an adult that's in charge. <laughs> because this is just this is insane. I talked to somebody today for about an hour. This is a person that's double jabbed over the age of 65. They had to go to the doctor's office a couple of days ago for for something else. They were just getting a follow up on on something. And so they go down and they've put in like this ridiculous system here of like uh, a one, two and three classification. And there's a color scheme on top of that that you have to pair with that if it's uh, if it goes over this. And it's, it's just it's ridiculous. Then you've got uh, covid passports that are interwoven with all of that. And then you've got PCR tests that are interwoven with all of that. It, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. One thing that the Germans don't like—they don't like confusion. They don't like confusion, and that's all this is. This is all a giant bag of confusion. They go down to the doctor's office, just a general practitioner, GP's office down there, just downtown here. They get there. There's a line that's stretching down the block, right, because because of COVID, you see. There's a line that's stretching mm-hmm. down the block. They get up to the door finally. And they say, need to see your COVID passport. Oh, I forgot it. I'm just down here to get a follow up. That's all I'm here for. Well, you got to take a PCR test. Well, they had to do that. They had to wait 15 minutes. And they said, well, I'm double vaccinated. We got to do it anyway. Dude, dude, but the vaccine protects you. Well, yeah, they still believe that. That that part, yeah, they still believe that. But, that part, yeah, they, they believe that. but anyway, that, that's a side issue. That's that was another part of that conversation that just didn't end up going anywhere. But anyway, I said, so what do you think now? Now, this is a year ago I was telling this person, you don't need it, right? This is a year ago I was, telling them, uh, I was telling them this. And I told them where we would be now, but they didn't believe me. But as I continued to talk, I didn't have to say it. Everything that I said, pretty much that we've talked about, became a self-fulfilling prophecy. They said, no. Uh, I, I'm not interested in any kind of a booster or anything. I've already had my two and, and I'm done. As far as I'm concerned, this whole thing is finished. Everybody did what they were supposed to do and uh, to a certain amount. And if even if you were, they're putting the same numbers up on TV over here. They're saying like 25% of the population isn't vaccinated. They're pretty much, they're all running about the same numbers in all of the countries. They, they all seem to be pretty much doing that. The UK, they, get, they say, oh, we've got all but 20% of our population vaccinated. The US, oh, we've got 80 million that haven't been vaccinated. That's about 20 25%, 20, 25% Germany and France, they're doing the same thing. They're all using about the same numbers, which tells me the numbers are complete garbage. that That's bull. That's, that's not, that's not the case at all. I think those numbers hit a wall a long time ago. They got the idiots and they also, those, those go without saying. They also got, they also got the ones that were gripped with fear. The ones that were good-minded people, and they thought that they were doing the right thing. They got those people too. Then the coercion started. And don't tell me it's not coercion. Then that started. But see, now here's the thing: the attitude I got from this person that I spoke to today, who's been double jabbed, is the same attitude that we're hearing about of the people that are joining up in the protests in France saying, wait a minute, we took the vaccine, that was our choice. And that was the answer I got from the person today. They took it, that was their choice. They were over the age of 65, they felt as though further and they're not in very good health. They thought, okay. You know, it'd probably be a good idea if I go get this. Okay, fine. That's your choice. But now they see that not only is everyone else's life being impacted, nothing's changed. In fact, it's gotten worse. All the restrictions. Nothing's changed. Their life is now more inconvenienced now than what it was a year ago when they got it. And they say, wait a minute, this isn't right. This isn't right. This thing is supposed to be over. So maybe I was wrong when I said yesterday, and that's that's why I'm telling the story, maybe I was wrong. When I said that everybody that's in this uh, in this uh, cycle of like this delusion, there's no way for them to come out of it. But maybe that's not true in all cases. I shouldn't have put such a broad uh, stamp on it like that. What do you think?
1: Uh, Honestly, personally, I I I think the numbers are are fairly accurate that the majority of people have been vaccinated. I I, I think that's accurate. Some of the anecdotal evidence I've seen uh, directly within my own circles. And hearing other people around the country talking about it, it seems like the majority of people are vaccinated uh, at least once uh, with one of the various major vaccines. It's only a rare, I don't know, uh, bullheaded, um, you know, think for themselves type of person. uh, The ones that um, critically think. So
0: you and I and our listeners. Yeah,
1: yeah. Those are the those are typically the ones that have not vaccinated. So I, I, I think those
0: numbers are accurate. Okay. All right. But still, that doesn't, that doesn't excuse, the, uh, excuse the situation that people are now finding themselves in. The ones that have been doubled but have no intention of doing this, uh, th- this booster nonsense, the ones that are saying, no, I've, I've already had mine. I'm, I'm good. They're at least seeing things now as opposed to how they were looking at things a year ago a year ago they were gripped by fear now they're not gripped by fear so much now it's just wait a um, minute we did what we were supposed to do why isn't this over there, there, there's still some that are gripped by fear um true true i i was reading a story the other part, day yeah. there was some woman that's like she's terrified to come out of her house she she's terrified to come out of her house yeah she she won't she won't leave her house i was reading a story it's that's really yeah, sad it, it
1: it's a i don't know if it's a uh if people are really scared of it here uh, like, for example, that plumber I was talking about, um, he wanted to do the elbow shake thing, whatever the hell that thing is supposed to be, bumping of elbows. Uh, it, honestly, I'm, I'm old school when it comes to handshaking. You, you give a firm handshake and you look him in the eye, and that tells, that tells something about the person when based on how they, how they shake your hand and how you shake your hand. It, it, you can convey a, a bit about yourself to that person in that moment. These elbow bumping things don't. So anyway, all that to say, uh, I'm not sure if he was concerned about it. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards he was because I, I stuck my hand out to shake his hand and he instead went to that. So I'm, I'm assuming he was concerned about it. And he, okay, he is one of the least vulnerable in this situation unless there was some health condition that is not readily visible. He is not overweight. He is young. Um, he looked like he was in good shape. Uh, He looked like he's the the least vulnerable in this case. And more than likely, if he's is so concerned that he's doing the elbow shake, he's probably vaccinated. So I don't know uh, the, the, this fear. And, and I, I think it's some of it is just like, I don't want to cause any trouble. I'll just whatever. You know, I, I just went along with the elbow thing because I'm just like. You're here to fix my plumbing. I don't, I don't care about your politics. Just, uh, I'm, I'm willing to do business with you, right? That, that was my perspective on it. So I just kind of went along with it. I don't know if a, a majority of people are of that mindset. Like, just, I don't care. Just, I, I want to go about my life. Or if it's a legitimate, like, I'm, I'm terrified of it. Or if it's a ego thing. I, I've gotten sucked into it. I believed it for a time. I can't prove myself. I, I, you know, I can't say I was wrong. So I'm going to continue on this nonsensical
0: path. I don't know which it is.
1: Either way, being afraid of it and being arrogant are both the wrong choices.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't stop the messaging, the the media, the so called health officials. You know, Fauci and others. They're they're obsessed with uh, with this unvaccinated uh, crowd. Why? Why? There's a reason that they're pushing so hard. I think it's because in the coming days and months. Days, weeks, months, whatever. You notice they're pushing harder now than they've ever pushed to have this done. As a matter of fact, they're going to start stripping people's jobs away if you haven't lost it already. They're going to start doing that. Uh, November 22nd is the deadline for all DOD employees. Uh, That includes all people at the Pentagon, all their services, and, and all the rest of it. They will be out of a job. All contractors, all pipe hitters, you'll be out of a job. It's that serious. Why? Why? What, what is it? There's a reason, and I, I haven't been able to figure it out. Hell, even the, the, uh, the, the experts that are doing this making millions and millions of dollars, even they don't know why. Or maybe they have their own suspicions behind the scenes like we do. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't say for certain one way or the other. I ponder on it every day. But I do know one thing for certain. One thing is for certain. And let me know if you disagree. They're rapidly approaching a point by the end of this year... And I think that's, that's where everything's leading to is, is the end of this year, because what's happening? What is happening now? We're trending back down into the cold and flu season, aren't we? What were these jabs designed to do? They're designed to get you to emit the very thing that your body is supposed to fight. And once your immune system goes into overdrive because of lack of vitamin D in the cold and flu season, that's why we get sick, by the way, you're going to see a lot of people passing on. See, I think by the end of the year, by the end of this year, there's not going to be any more convincing people. I think that's where they are. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're if you're the establishment, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you go out there and you say, OK, well, we're going to fire you from your job. They're still not going to take it. You're seeing what people's limits are right now. They don't want you. They don't want your uh, whatever in the hell this thing is. They don't want that. A uh, tinfoil
1: hat moment. Uh-huh. What if... <sighs> The jab is exactly what we said. Uh, mRNA vaccines, the ones that were tested in Texas, Galveston, Texas, um, when they tested it, uh, they were exposed to the virus again. They died. Right. They had um, uh, immunoresponse death. Uh Uh-huh. Immunopathology. What if they're pushing for it? Yeah. Immunopathology. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's say they're wanting to enact control and they're wanting to do the full blown um, social credit system, everything, digital number. It's all going to be a chip. That's put into your hand or your forehead, as an example. What if it's something like that? That nefarious. What if we get everybody vaccinated? All right, hear me out. We get most of the people vaccinated with mRNA vaccine and the virus is already out there. It's going to spread because we've, we, we've caused the virus to spread. And now we have variants that bypass the vaccine. We start getting people exposed to the virus again and eh, some
0: people die. Fair point. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's what the research shows. That's what the peer-reviewed paper showed from the bioresearch facility at Galveston, Texas. That was peer-reviewed by the German Primate Center. It was verified. It was verified. Yeah, that that's what happened.
1: So let, let let's assume for a moment that maybe 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 we'll see a similar uh, trend with this uh, mRNA vaccine. There hasn't been any any evidence to show otherwise that this won't happen, but we aren't sure 100% that it will happen on a as large of a scale as what we were seeing in the lab. Um, we're already seeing it happen in a, in a fairly large scale. bears um, alone has something like 20,000 deaths um, that we know of that are specifically vaccine-related. Um, let's just say now that they have majority of the U.S. Uh, with this, Vaccine. What if there's a virus that, um, for example, the vaccine is coded in a specific way. uh, uh, Let's think of it in computer code for a second. Let's say that you put a virus out there, or or um, uh, or perhaps a virus protection system on your system, on your on your computer. Okay, and there's a virus that piggybacks that and is either ransomware or just completely crashes your PC, deletes some code or something like that. What if it's something akin to that? is you've got the vaccine, you have the initial uh, decryption key. So the preloading is so already the, done. Yeah, so the preloading is done. So when you get exposed to the correct file, the correct data, the correct virus, it's decrypted or unraveled or integrated and causes death or some other kind of, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, nefarious thing. We're we're tinfoil hat mode still. So it yeah, could yeah. be any other nefarious thing um, like... Uh, causing more complicit uh, responses, uh, you know, any anything like that, or just simply making people sick and afraid again and and keeping them under control.
0: You know, when you put it like that, and again, we're just we're speaking hypothetically. OK, that, that's what we're doing, because that's that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to we're trying to quantify this in, in our own minds about what they're actually doing, because we know one thing for certain they're not telling people what's in these vaccines for a very good reason. There's a, there's a purpose behind that. But referencing, going back real quick and, and applying your theory, what you just laid out there, that's not some conspiracy theory, but just a, a possible, right? Just a possible outcome. Yeah. Applying that to the research paper that we know is accurate. That's not a conspiracy theory that we know is accurate of what happened to the test subjects. And these were not humans, by the way. As a matter of fact, in that research paper, they cautioned against use in humans because all of the animal test subjects died. Of exactly what Bruce was just talking about, but if you're laying out that that uh, possible outcome and you apply the research paper from the University of Galveston or University of Texas at Galveston in that bio research facility, if you're if you're applying that, you know I ran that paper by GP because there was some terminology and things in there that we didn't know what it was and the way that they were phrasing things, I, I had to. I had to have him look over it because he, you know, that he's he's all into that stuff. And he knows he knows the papers. So I sent it over to him and I said, I need you to review this and I need you to get it back to me. And two days went by. He read it, he calls me back and he says, You know what? He says, if how how did it exactly put it? He says, if I were a person with a nefarious mindset, if I had evil intentions and I wanted to get rid of a whole bunch of people and I didn't want to get caught, he says, What I would do, I would expose people to this vaccine, and then I would release another one that would cause their bodies at that point, after they'd been pre-programmed, to react in a certain way, to where it would leave no trace of what happened to them, but it would look perfectly natural. Does that or does that not follow along the lines of what you're just talking about?
1: Yeah, or even um, still, just as nefarious, but a slightly different view. What if it's uh, it causes complications and requires you to be on a medication? or have a a procedure or whatnot, Mm -hmm. milking more cash out of you.
0: Well, if you've developed, for example, something like that. True. But what we're seeing right now, one of the biggest side effects we're seeing now in everybody is myocarditis. That's heart disease. Any type of cardiac problem that you develop in your life that you otherwise wouldn't have. Now, mind you, most of these people were healthy. They didn't have COVID. They they weren't uh, at risk of getting COVID, but they took a vaccine uh, or whatever this thing is. And now they develop myocarditis. Do you understand that's permanent? Any type of cardiac damage done to you, that's permanent. That's irreversible by modern medical standards. There's no way to fix that. And what is it, myocarditis? You got a max of what, five years? Uh, it depends. Uh, if you, heart failure
1: is that. My, uh, myocarditis, uh-huh. you, you could uh, you could go on living the rest of your life with that.
0: Uh, true, but okay. All right, uh, like, all right. All right, all right.
1: Or, okay. yeah, yeah. But
0: if it's a severe case, you've definitely knocked some years down off your life.
1: For sure. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. 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 I, uh, yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not a professional in this and it's just based on what we've read. Um, I, uh, I am pretty sure if they survive that, uh, the, the initial bit of it, you're, you're, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Going with this one, uh, double vaccinated death again, Emmy award winner who partied with unmasked star dies of COVID two weeks later, later. 53 years old, no underlying health conditions.
1: Yeah, but we just seen that cruise ship that had... The only way you could get on the cruise ship, you had to be vaccinated. And uh-huh. uh, what was it, five people tested positive uh-huh. and had to be quarantined? Uh-huh. Uh, they were they were all double-vaxxed. Um, so, no, nah, it, it doesn't matter. We've talked about it before. The vaccines may be f- uh, fantastic against the Alpha variant, but that's the but, Alpha variant. Okay,
0: all right. Well, you know what? On that point, just to be clear... In the early days, we were talking about that. They said that you were looking at 93% effectiveness, 94. Well, that's, that's complete garbage. That was never the effectiveness of that vaccine. If that was the case, if we had a vaccine that was 93% effective, that would be the most successful vaccine we've ever created in the history of mankind. We've never had anything that high. What they did was they stacked your immunoresponse, your typical immunoresponse, on top of what the efficacy of the vaccine would be. That's how they were coming up with those numbers. GP explained that very early on, very early on. So anyway, all right. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I'm seeing I'm seeing double vaccinated deaths. I'm not seeing unvaccinated deaths. I'm not seeing them. I said that yesterday uh, and I'll say it again. Rand Paul on Laura Ingram. Take a listen.
2: Capitol Hill. My next guest was hammering HHS secretary Javier Becerra for twisting the science on COVID. Watch.
0: Do you want to
3: apologize to the 100 million Americans who suffered through COVID, survived, have immunity, and yet you want to hold them down and vaccinate them? Do you want to apologize for calling those people flat earthers? We follow the facts and the science at HHS. We use the expertise of the medical professionals, the scientists at uh, HHS to make decisions. Uh, It's a team effort and we rely on what is on the ground showing us results. Except for the dozens and dozens of studies, in fact, most, if not all of the studies, show robust immunity from getting the disease naturally. You're selectively doing this because you want us to submit to your will.
2: Joining me now, Kentucky Senator Rand Paul. Senator, I had so many friends send me that exchange, uh, texted it to me uh, last night. Uh, It is stunning. The bureaucracy, uninformed, ignorant, certainly no medical background. Uh, What's going to happen here? Now, Dianne Feinstein has introduced legislation to stop the unvaccinated, prevent them from traveling domestically on an airplane.
3: You know, the the, the truth is actually the opposite. For those of us who have had the disease and survived, we're more at risk in being around only vaccinated people. So these people who are hysterical about the unvaccinated, it's actually the opposite of the truth. The mm-hmm. riskiest people to catch it from are people who are vaccinated versus people who have had the disease. Now, there are some people who are unvaccinated who haven't had the disease, and I do recommend that they voluntarily get the vaccine. But the thing is, is think of all the doctors, think of all the lawyers, the orderlies in the hospital who worked for a year and a half to save lives without any vaccine at all, they got COVID, they survived, they now have immunity, and the hospitals are just saying, you're you worthless, You know, we're getting rid of you unless you submit to a vaccine. But it doesn't go with the science. The science actually shows greater immunity if you've had the disease than if you've just simply been vaccinated.
2: Well, the court is ultimately gonna have to settle this one. They're just not gonna change their view on that. But getting back to my point about this radical legislation seeking to isolate and punish unvaccinated Americans, to prevent them from flying domestically. Dianne Feinstein, when we haven't seen her much uh, lately, but she apparently introduced legislation to do just that. Your reaction, Senator.
3: The- The ever-present Dr. Fauci agrees with her. He wants to ban people from flying as well, unless they're vaccinated. It totally goes against the science. It's ignoring the 100 million people that already have immunity who got it naturally. It's a terrible idea. It goes against sort of the very basic idea of a free society. I said yesterday, one of the most incredible or primary... Medical rights we have is to decide what goes into our body, what kind of injections we get, which doctor we go to, whether we have surgery or we don't have surgery, and so everything they're doing is against the science, but also against really the foundation of what our of the freedom that, that our country was founded upon.
2: And yesterday, on a separate issue, Senator Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. All right, we don't need to hear
0: about finances. He hit it right on the head. Now Rand Paul is a medical doctor, and he knows exactly what he's talking about. But what he said there in the initial stages. Not about the ever-present Dr. Anthony Fauci. We already know that. That goes without saying. The science, the actual science and the actual data shows he's concurring by, by making the statement that he did. He's concurring with Dr. Robert Malone. It's the vaccinated that are posing the risk. I said yesterday, to be honest with you, I don't really want to be around a whole bunch of vaccinated people because all of the information that we're seeing, all the data we're looking at is showing that they... Are the ones that are having the problems and the complications. Now, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going uh, to I'm not going to go along with this whole idea of oh well um you uh, what would you read that online you some kind of an armchair uh, uh, uh doctor now no no what we do is we actually look at their published works we look at the certified papers now rather you individually do that at your home or on your phone or or however you research information rather you do that or you go into a library where you could actually get that information, it makes no difference. Makes no difference. If you're looking at the actual publications of the scientific community, you're getting the same information and the same data that they have. What we're finding is we're looking in the places that they're telling us to look. Fauci's talking about data and vaccination numbers and, and, and all of this. We're actually looking at the data that he's talking about. Now, Albeit he's up there on on the clips we played yesterday and he's talking about, uh, well, you got an 11 percent chance more of ending up in the hospital if you're not vaccinated. That's complete bull. We're looking at the actual data that he says he's following. And the problem is, is it's pointing in the opposite direction. That's the problem. We're looking at all the places that the mainstream media is talking about. We're actually doing that research. But the average person out there is not going to do that. They don't have time to do it. They're doing whatever it is that they're doing. I'm not sure what it is that they're doing, but they're too busy working or, or trying to live their life or, or whatever it is. They're hoping the people that they're telling that to are just listening to what they're saying and saving themselves the trouble from actually going and digging. We still have as much freedom as we've lost over the last 12 to 18 months. We still have the ability to dig for information. We still have the ability to look things up and to verify things. We still have that ability at least until it all goes wrong. uh, We still have the ability to do that. Uh, And I think that that's that right there. That's what's causing uh, the backlash that they are not uh, they're not too fond of at the moment. And that is the critical thinkers, the people that want to find information. The information is out there. You can find it out for yourself, but it takes time. It takes effort. We have to dig through all of this stuff. And we still have lives we have to live. It's not easy. It's not easy. That's another reason why we do this podcast because we know that the average person out there doesn't have a whole lot of time. We're more than happy to dig through this stuff and present it as best we can in a, in layman's terms and compress it. But again, I would never, uh, whether it's whether it's myself, it's Bruce or, or uh, any any other podcast you listen to, it doesn't matter. I would never take someone's word for it. Go look up for yourself. Look up the information for yourself. Decide for yourself. It's your choice. Think for yourself. Don't be told what to think. Think on your own. Yeah. The other bit that he was talking about there with um uh what's her
1: name? Feinstein trying to pass the bill that bars people that are unvaccinated from traveling.
0: Yeah, we Um, mentioned that yesterday. And I I wasn't sure what mm -hmm. day she actually introduced that, but I knew she introduced it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that is completely and utterly unconstitutional. Uh, you cannot restrict someone from traveling um, uh, interstate like you, you can't bar someone from traveling from state to state unless you have a proper warrant, unless there's you know, they're being charged with something and you have a warrant for it. Other than that, you can't bar them from traveling. So the fact that that bill's even being presented, um, <laughs> uh, the people of her district should uh, demand that she resign just for uh, presenting that bill. That that is so unconstitutional.
0: I'm sorry. Did you say something about the Constitution? I, was there was there something in there uh, about that 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 thing that they swear an allegiance to and swear an oath to uphold against all enemies, foreign and domestic? Yeah that that yeah, that, pes- the, that, that pesky outdated. old dusty document. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know they're not teaching mm-hmm. kids how to read uh, cursive writing in school anymore, so they can't understand what the Constitution is. Just saying. Yeah, just saying. Right. So uh, J&J is asking for emergency use authorization for their COVID-19 booster. I would assume that's because they're about to run out of the normal authorization, uh, normal emergency use authorization for their, uh, the first one. Uh, are you yep. doing exactly what Pfizer's doing? Are you making a separate booster for a variant? Because that's not what they're doing. They're just putting out the same one they've already got. That's all they're doing. So anyway, yeah, that's that's up. I, I'm not I'm not going to get uh, too much into that. They did not approve the Pfizer booster. They didn't approve booster shots. The FDA didn't. They voted 16 to 3 against doing it, but they authorized it for those 65 and older and those most at risk. Of course, yeah, you see how that's working out. You know, if you've uh, if you've had it, you're now going to lose your job. Just like uh, Senator uh, Senator Paul was talking about. You've had COVID-19 and you've recovered from it. If you're a hospital worker, you've or, or a nurse or a doctor, or whatever, you've had COVID nineteen and you've recovered from it. Now you're going to get a va- now you're going to have to go take a vaccine that you don't need, and you're going to get fired. Uh, no, no, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think so. Okay, um, I know I have some bad news today, Bruce, and I know I I have some bad news today, Bruce. You're not going to like it. You, you are not going to like this. You might need to get a tissue handy uh, to wipe the tears away from your face, because I know you're going to be upset about this. Dr. Francis Collins of the National Institute of Health, you know, Fauci's boss, uh, Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. going to resign today uh, as director of the National Institute of Health uh, amid something about a gain of function uh, research scandal at the Wuhan lab something mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not sure. Um, So he's he's not going to be there anymore. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm so crushed that I don't know what to say.
1: Yeah, Uh, interesting that he's actually resigning. It
0: means that there's more there that um, be really bad. They don't want to come out. Well, a couple of things. You you mentioned it before we started. Is he going to get replaced by somebody worse? Kind of like they did with uh, Cuomo in New York. The devil you know, right? Sometimes it's better than the devil you don't know. That's a legitimate concern. I
1: don't know who would replace him. I, I would imagine they would have to be. It, it would be the, the 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 typical process of sending him to Congress and Congress approving or disapproving and.
0: What if because what if, blah, blah, because, blah. What if bec- I'm, this is just hypothetical. What if is what if because it's such an emergency and we don't have time because we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> what if we don't have time and so I mean obviously the most seasoned person at the NIH right now to step up even if it's just in a temporary position I can think of no one better than dr Anthony fauci he's the head of the uh, NIH he's already a director there but he's of, of a different uh department but I mean he's already making more than his boss does anyway so it's not like he'd be getting a pay raise <laughs> you know what I mean well and he he's making much, more than his what
1: well, he's making he's more than his f- boss. On the, but he's been on there for forty the years. Front.
0: Yeah, but he's been yeah, there for forty he, years.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly, to be fair, I, I I think that may be what they try to do uh, is appoint him as the head. Put him it. up there. Yeah, because he's, yeah. well, he's, he's already there. He's he's already there. He's already in on all of this. He's got his tendrils in there. They
0: they he's have enough known, dirt on him that he's, he's in not going to be John a Combs. problem. He's in with the Canadians, yeah. the Europeans, all the rest. of it. It's their guy. That's Gates's boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, on the books, though, he makes more money. On the books, like officially,
0: he's the highest-paid uh, federal of, employee that we have. He makes more than the president of the United States, officially. Officially, he makes. You more. imagine what he makes in yeah. pharma endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and and I'm I'm thinking of not just that, but also the 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 behind-the-scenes deals that aren't necessarily tracked. That and he uh, also both sits of them on, are getting.
0: Yeah, he also sits on uh, Fauci does. He also sits on uh, Gates's board. He also sits there. So, you know, he gets he gets all the frills from that, even if it's even if those people aren't. Well, I can't even say that because have you seen the salaries that some of these tax exempt foundations get paid? Have you seen that? It's like the American Cancer Society or whatever it is. Four percent of that money goes to actual cancer research. The rest of it goes to the foundation for uh, lavish conferences and salaries and, and expenses and all the rest of it. It's a joke. It's a joke. Over at the National Pulse, uh, Raheem Kassam and uh, Natalie Winters, they did uh, they did a list here. And I was I was like, going down through these things. Uh, they did a list of six scandals that the media won't tell you about ongoing NIH director Francis Collins took part in six scandals. Now, I haven't read this yet. Now, a few of these we know for sure. Uh, at least I'm guessing, a few of these uh, that that uh, we know for sure. So let's go down through some of these. Okay, Francis Collins, director of the National Institute of Health, one of the leading public voices during the COVID-19 pandemic, will step down from his role following a number of investigative reports into, Colin, into Collins and his underlings. Does that include Fauci? I'm just curious. I mean, Fauci's fingerprints are uh, all over this thing. I mean, it, my God, they put the NIH yeah. grant numbers on the, uh, the research at the Wuhan lab for the spike protein. They, they actually funded that I mean, it's kind of stands to reason. Of course, that's the same spike protein that's on SARS-CoV-2. That's the same spike protein that's produced when you have the vaccine. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's there. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like, what, what'd you call it, Bruce, in the early days? It's like a fingerprint. Yeah. When they, when they do that kind of, st- yeah. It's yeah. Like the- it's a, it's a fingerprint. It's a signature. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's, yeah, that's what they did. Uh, of course, I, I mean, there's not a paper or... <laughs> Or a uh, or a study that they reference when they talk about that. Uh, there's no context, so th- there's no question to be answered, I guess, according to Fauci. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: they they won't fund any research on that kind of uh, on that subject either. I mean, because mm-hmm. this is a, another thing that we're running into uh, with 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 other medications that could be therapeutic in nature, like ivermectin, for example. Um, Hydroxy. The the. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, uh, I was watching uh, another podcaster talk about this uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were talking about um, the efficacy of ivermectin when it came to uh, protein inhibitors. Uh-huh. Um, there's a scale that they use for that. Ivermectin wasn't originally meant to be that, uh, but looking at the scale, it's like 141 on, on the scale. Higher, higher, higher number is better. Uh, remdesivir or remdesivir, as Trump I was waiting said. for it. Uh, yeah. Which is
0: actually uh, causing kidney failure in, in people in hospitals, yeah. that they're using the, the remdesivir regimen, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, that's only 80. Uh, one, I think, was like 100 and something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I, I think it was in that range. Uh, but ivermectin was the highest on the list. And this new ivermectin that they're making, the, the, the new one, does effectively the same thing. It's literally ivermectin in a different set of clothing. like they they just dress it up a little bit. It's like ivermectin with a a shot of caffeine or something. I mean, like literally that's that's all it is. It's ivermectin. They just changed it up enough so to get the patent so that they could charge seven hundred dollars instead of ten or twenty dollars. It is less effective though than ivermectin itself. In fact, they were in the paper. They were uh, comparing it to remdesivir. Why the hell would you compare it to remdesivir, which isn't even—it's like half as effective as the most effective on the market, which is ivermectin.
0: Uh, remdesivir, by the way, uh, remdesivir failed the clinical trials. It failed, and then Fauci approved it two weeks later.
1: And as you said, we're seeing kidney failures and other complications that that are coming from that. So yeah, I, I would say that's that's a pretty big. Whoopsie, or was it a whoopsie?
0: It's the same thing with the vaccines. Uh, Would you call it? We said yesterday that they won't. They won't come out and say that the vaccines don't work. Are they working? It depends on who you're asking and how you're looking at it. I'll just leave that. They're very effective. They're very very effective. effective. They are very effective. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That that's that's something when you when you look in the legalese and they start saying it's very effective. Very effective by whose standards? Um. Yeah. Just leave you with that fun little tidbit. I I honestly look personally. My personal opinion on this, the vaccine is very effective, and I'll leave it at that.
0: Mm -hmm. Appointed by President Obama in 2009, Collins issued a statement this week saying, and I'm quoting, I fundamentally believe that no single person should should serve in in the position too long and that it's time to bring a new scientist to lead the NIH into the future. Is he talking about Fauci, who's been there for 40 no, years?
1: No, they're going to bring somebody else in. They're going to be bring somebody else in that's uh, that's uh, somebody they can throw under the bus. Okay. I'm betting that maybe some of this is going to start coming to light, and they're thinking uh, we, we better put someone in place that can be a scapegoat that we can throw under the bus. Uh, yeah.
0: Because it's kind of like uh, they're setting. I still believe that Fauci is setting up uh, dazik to be a fall guy. I still believe that uh, Eco Health Alliance. I still believe that they're they're setting him up to be a fall guy when this all goes wrong uh, and the chickens come home to roost. Dazik will fall, but the problem is, is Fauci can't position himself. Th- this is all nasty behind the scenes politics stuff. This is this is how authoritarian regimes work. They use these these cutthroat political games. To uh, to gain favor and to increase their power in the circle of authority. That's what they do. That, that's what they do. But I believe that uh, Dazic's going to be the fall guy for Fauci. That they'll throw Dazic under the bus. They'll throw EcoHealth Alliance under the bus for all of this. Uh, but that's not to say that the whole uh, the whole structure at some point is not going to come crashing down. Yeah, I think you're right though on. Um, uh, on Collins. They'll bring in somebody else that they can they can scapegoat. They'll they'll take him off the board so that the chessboard, if you will, so they can put somebody else in there to fall on the sword and say, oh, we'll see uh, that this person was involved. In- They've probably got something on this person. That would be my guess, whoever this is going to be. My guess is that the person they're bringing in is already compromised or they wouldn't be there. That's how the system works. You're compromised or you're not there. Dan Andrews, of Australia, the premier of Victoria, he's compromised. He's taking dinners, bowing in Beijing with a glass of wine in his hand to the CCP. How is that not compromised? Joe Biden is doing the same thing. How is that not compromised? He's got a crackhead son who's compromised by the Russians. How is that not compromised? Anyway, before I go flying off the handle, I just it burns me up, you know. The, these people, they are they are so they are so corrupt. Uh, like the corruption here is legion. It is legion with these people. Number one, Francis Collins advises the Chinese uh, Chinese military proxy-linked group working alongside COVID-19 gene storage firm. Yeah, that we did cover. That we did cover. NIH Director Francis Collins serves on the advisory board of a conference sponsored by a Chinese military-linked genomics firm, uh, the DC-based health industry bigwig and boss to Anthony Fauci. Has been referred to the controversial company. Uh, has been referred to the controversial company's founder as a friend. He's just a friend. That's all he is. He's just a friend. <laughs> he's he's just a friend. Number two, Collins admits funding the Wuhan lab. I'm quoting. We had no control over what they were doing. I remember him saying that we had no control over what they were doing. Hell, Fauci even said that we had no control over what they were doing. Uh, but you still funded them. Google still funded them. Just saying. Collins appears to have directly contradicted his underling, Dr. Anthony Fauci, in a bombshell moment from an interview with Hugh Hewitt. Uh, The revelations implicate those who approved U.S. grants to the lab, which is what Rand Paul talked about, and EcoHealth Alliance run by British-born Peter Daszak, who, again, will be the fall guy for Fauci. Number three, Fauci's bosses signed research deals with the Chinese Communist Military Front. That we knew about, too, yeah. Uh, Francis Collins, who recently admitted the U.S. had no control over the Wuhan lab despite funding it. The U.S. National Institute of Health signed a memorandum of understanding to boost collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party-run scientific organization funding the People's Liberation Army. Isn't that what Fauci said? We played the clip of him here one day. He says, we made a deal with some Chinese scientists. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Tony, you had it right the first time. You had Mm -hmm. it right the first time. Yeah, Yeah. we made a deal with some Chinese... Scientists. Uh-huh. Yeah. The National Natural Science Foundation of China, the NSFC, has also funded several studies conducted by the Wuhan Institute of Virology, including research focused on bat coronaviruses alongside U.S.-based research groups such as EcoHealth Alliance. Okay. Number four. The U.S. is funded over... 250 studies for the Chinese communist or for Chinese communist military researchers. That's a new one. Various National Institute of Health agencies, including the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, of which Fauci is the director of, funded over 250 studies authored by researchers at institutions controlled by China's People's Liberation Army. I'm just curious. It's almost like they're referencing collusion with the People's Liberation Army. Would, would you say that's what it is? Collusion, maybe with a foreign government and and their military, huh? Certainly, certainly sounds that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it's just. I'm sure it's nothing. General milley probably cleared all that stuff up anyway. So it's yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. China's not a threat. Yeah, it's it's not a threat. Of course, they're rising. Yeah, but and that usually takes about a hundred years. As he said, history is not a good uh, a good way to judge what's going to happen in the future. It's it's just not a good way to right. do that. Right. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Following a unique investigation into the origins of scientific research papers, the whopping level of collaboration with the Chinese military will further concerns in the United States that the political class has surrendered to the Chinese Communist Party. Would you think that that's probably the case? Our military is in the process of being purged now by the executive branch and the scientific wing of whatever in the hell this is, who is deeply compromised with the Chinese Communist Party and the People's Liberation Army. Let me ask you a question. General Patton in World War II, you know, led the, the charge on the European front. Do you think he would have been ecstatic if he could have knocked out, I don't know, 80 to 90 percent of the Luftwaffe before we moved into Germany and parts of Europe? You think he would have been happy about that, Bruce? Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I think they would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're looking at it not just from a strategic standpoint, but uh, the numbers of lives saved in that uh-huh. scenario. Uh-huh. in fact if you you had 80 to 90% of them taken out uh, germany probably would have surrendered sooner but theoretically i mean okay. you, you had the crazy insane
0: leader but yeah yeah the, the, was the germans but, yeah but take everything you just said and apply it to america right now looking at it from a chinese communist party perspective and the people's liberation army perspective fits doesn't it yeah it does fit and it it fits not just
1: not just china because china's obviously they they're hurting really bad right now with that Three hundred billion dollars or whatever it was for the uh, that's company one company. That's going on under, that is
0: one company yeah uh, yeah they're having an, that's, an that's, energy crisis and a production problem now too so that's yeah. what I said China does this or China collapses that's not debatable China does this what's happening right now with the collaboration with the uh, the Western elites China does this or China collapses they expand or they collapse that's it I'm not sure that the world elites don't want them to collapse as well. I have, have to think that that's other yeah, I half think that yeah. that's what's happening now is you're seeing them double cross each other because you' you're seeing you're seeing the Western uh, el- elites and and countries leaders that are compromised that these people aren't making decisions on their. Boris Johnson doesn't make his own decisions. Joe Biden certainly doesn't make his own decisions unless it's for the flavor of ice cream he wants. Scott Morrison of Australia doesn't make his own decisions. Neither does Macron or whoever in the hell they're going to do this thing with Germany with. These people don't make their own decisions regarding their countries. They're told what to do. It's plain and simple. Whatever alliance that they've done with the United States and the UK and Australia, and you've cut the French and the Europeans out, something's not right about that. They're not doing that by chance. They're all being told that this is what they're going to do. And now we're seeing uh, coalitions like uh, the French the Japanese the uh, the British and the Americans we're all steaming full uh, full speed ahead in the South China Sea right now so is the West are, are the Western elites are they going to try and contain China that's that's my I'm just because now's the time now's the time where you're seeing the double triple and the quadruple crosses are they double crossing the Chinese and are the Chinese du- trying to double cross the uh, the West uh, Western elites they've made a deal with? Is that what's happening?
1: I part of me says that, yeah, that that's actually it's a power struggle. If they get the Chinese out of the way, the Americans out of the way, there's not going to be a a, really a military force that will really
0: stand up necessarily. Europe Europe can't stand on its own. As in militarily, there's no way Europe, Europe, Europe's about 10 years behind as far as uh, building this EU army that they tried to stand up 10 years ago. I understand why they wanted to do it now. Now it makes perfect sense. They wanted it for this moment right here, but they don't need it.
1: So they, they, they have the banking, they have, uh, hell, they have the farms and everything under their thumb as well. Um, and you, you have large hedge funds and, and companies that are buying up farms and it's no longer just your, uh, you know. Family owned the farm. My my, you know, father owned the farm. His father, his father's father's father, father, you know, so on and so forth, owned the farm. It's not some something like that anymore. It's now there's so many taxes and so many regulations that are on these farms. You can't afford it anymore. It's not profitable to just grow food
0: anymore. Well, it Mm -hmm. hasn't been for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, That's largely because the government's in the way. That's what we got to get back on the other side of this. We we got to get back to to local farming. Has to be that way. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, local everything, not just farming. Yeah. I would say, well, yeah, uh, you know, uh, well steel, uh, just manufacturing, on manufacturing, PPE. I agree. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. But just yeah. on
0: that point, since you were talking about farming, yeah, that's that's what it is. We were watching a thing the other day about a British farmer. They've signed a deal with um, the UK government. Has signed a deal with Australia, and it's going to cost less to bring in a steak from Australia to the UK mm-hmm. than it would be mm-hmm. for someone, a local farmer, to process his uh, to grow the the beef organically. Uh, naturally on grass fed, on grass fed and have it sent to the slaughterhouse and to table within a radius of five miles, that's going to cost more than what it's going to be to import beef that's grain fed from halfway literally halfway around the world. How does that make any sense? It makes none. But to the elite, to the ones that are
1: trying to institute the new world order, if you will, um, you have to have the economies collapse and under your new system under your new see part of the reason that America has to collapse uh, under uh, what what they're trying to do America is the reserve currency the the dollar is the reserve currency if America collapses and can't back the dollar then why not just do the new system that they're going to institute and all countries will be equal everyone will be on the same currency no 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 more concern about conversions your your money's safe and secure inside of our vault that we run ourselves centralized around the world and if we institute a tax you'll lose your money whenever we say it it just it it screams control and it'd be too easy to do uh at this point i i i think they're on the final stages of it like final stages is and like it's only going to take a few more dominoes falling over to to uh institute their new system mm-hmm.
0: okay uh back to this year Uh, Number five, America has given millions for research at Chinese communist run facilities since the COVID outbreak. Yes, uh, President Xi just made a statement yesterday. He said uh, any Chinese labs that are found uh, engineering deadly pathogens are going to face uh, very strict uh, punishments, shall we say. (laughs) Why would Chinese labs be doing that? Why, Why would they be doing that? Why would they be engineering deadly pathogens in Chinese weapons labs? Why would they be doing that? Huh. The U.S. National Institute of Health has continued to funnel millions of U.S. taxpayer dollars to fund research, excuse me, to fund scientific research in conjunction with communist China since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, including military controlled organizations. Over half of the grants sent since early 2020 came from Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, of which he is the director of. Even after all of this started, he still continued to push money. those labs in China. You want to do your dirt that's illegal in the West, you send it to China. US National Institute of Health fired this number 6 US National Institute of Health fired 54 researchers as ongoing investigation reveals 93% failed to disclose links to the Chinese Communist Party <laughs> Again this uh, no surprise there Yeah again this thing uh, yeah it's just yeah hmm. they had a deal with some Chinese co- scientists right they had, a, they had a deal with some Chinese scientists The National Institute of Health the foremost research institute under the auspices of the US Department of Health and Human services, of which the secretary has no medical degree or any science degree of any kind. (laughs) But they follow the science and and the data. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. HHS has investigated 189 researchers for undisclosed ties to foreign countries, 93% of which were linked to China. The fresh round of terminations resulted from an ongoing investigation at the taxpayer-funded National Institutes of Health into the failure of grant recipients to disclose financial ties to foreign governments. So there you go, there you go. That's uh, that's your government. That's your government at work. That's your tax dollars at work. All right. Um, let's spend the last few minutes here uh, talking about talking about uh, NASCAR. Bruce, you watch NASCAR? <laughs> uh, I I have a few times, but uh, no, I don't. Um, I, I don't follow. Basically this it, we'll play this here but I mean it's not a uh, okay whatever you know the, the people knows what the people know what this says they're saying it on live tv listen to this this is nbc sports literally trying to change what you're seeing. this is gaslighting in real time that's what this is this is listen to this
4: thank you to
3: all of our partners oh my god it's just such an unbelievable moment
4: brandon you also told me As you can hear the chants from the the crowd, let's go, Brandon. Brandon, you told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps?
1: Oh, my God. It was uh,
4: learning how
0: each line didn't uh, stay to one and everything shifted top to bottom so much. Did you hear, Bruce? They were saying, let's go, Brandon. That's that's what they were saying. You caught that, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. 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 That. That's totally,
1: totally. Yeah. I I. I <laughs> totally agree there. Yeah. Uh, let's go,
0: Brandon. I, I think his last name was Brown. Uh. Good. good yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally. He decided he decided he was going to uh, tweet today. Uh, let's go, Brandon. He actually tweeted that. And then he said, well, it wasn't political. It wasn't political. He was just feeling himself. That's that's what he was doing. He was just he was feeling himself. That's why he tweeted that about himself.
1: That was uh, I'm I'm curious how that was ran, by the way,
0: because that was live. That was a live interview. That was live. This is being done yeah. on live TV. And this is not the only place this is happening. This is happening uh, all over. This is F. Joe Biden and mm-hmm. de Blasio all through the streets of New York because of COVID mm-hmm. passports. This is happening at NFL games all across the country. And this is happening that this all of this started because of Afghanistan. All of this started because of Afghanistan. That's when all of this started to to, to kick off was right after that debacle. This is also happening at college football games, college football games. And it's on live TV. They can't, which for those that don't know, uh, in America, we're. <laughs> I know this is going to sound kind of strange because in in countries outside the U.S., they they really don't have those kinds of restrictions on TV for the most part. For the most part. I mean, they they do censor some stuff. But uh, Americans, quite frankly, we're, we're a little prude <laughs> when it comes to certain things like that. I, that's just the way it is. You know, we, we don't expose people to language like that uh, on, on television, on live television. We just don't.
1: Yeah. But a- a- Americans this are you can't really censor. weird. Well, yeah, but they're really weird about that. This is this is kind of hypocrisy, in my opinion. Violence is OK. I mean, like, pretty intense violence is fine.
0: Yeah, nudity's fine. But, apparently, that that somehow or another, that well, that that's, became an okay. That's thing becoming a new last, trend. Yeah, yeah, that became an okay thing in the last yeah. few years.
1: Yeah, but language is is not an okay thing. You you can't say cuss words on on national whatever radio or any of that. You know, um, I don't know. It's it's such a weird nudity used to be a no go. Uh, yep. that used to yep. not be okay. It's slowly becoming more acceptable because of indoctrination. But Progressivism. Yeah. Yeah. Um in all of this, um I, I just I, I just want to point out that comrade, I, I think you totally heard it wrong. It was <laughs> let's go brand. <laughs> this is this is the this is the most liked president in American history. Right. The right. most voted for in American history. Uh-huh. There's no way that these people were saying anything other than let's go, Brandon.
0: Right. <laughs> this guy can't even fill out the first row in his. Uh, uh, this is this guy doesn't have rallies. You notice that how many rallies has Joe Biden had since he's been in office? How many? Tell me. No, it isn't. Show, I mean, technically, he doesn't
1: he doesn't have to know that he's president.
0: But yeah, he, do, he doesn't fair. have to. They have to disable the comments on the live Facebook feeds. <laughs> They have to disable it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Facebook,
0: YouTube, all of it's disabled. Yeah, his last speech that he gave up there that was, you know, the one where he was saying, get vaccinated, and he was slapping the podium. Show some respect, that one. <laughs> That's the last one he gave there, the, the one where he said he was going to find businesses that, you know, didn't do the over 100 employees, whatever. That, at its peak, had 40,000 views on the live stream. 40,000. Most popular guy ever, huh? Most popular guy ever. And yeah, now I don't know if the media uh, Yeah to, let's go Brandon to, to, the, <laughs> to, the, media, <laughs> to the media's credit in, in this one case because it was live TV, because it was live TV, could you say that maybe they were trying to run interference because it was live TV? Yes. I
1: legitimately think that was probably the um caster there trying to cover up the fact that the F-word was being said on national television and trying to get you that give you that leeway. For the kids that might have been watching the show as well to say, oh, no, they were saying, let's go, Brandon, uh-huh. uh, because NASCAR is a big thing in the South. So I will chalk that one up with them thinking on their feet, trying to to cover for because it, mm-hmm. was, it was a woman and they typically women typically think of uh, other people a little bit more than men. I mean, it's just the way they're wired. Uh, so, yeah, maybe that maybe that's what maybe that's what she was doing.
0: They did cancel the, uh, or excuse me, they did postpone the big race. They're in Talladega this week. They did postpone the race from Sunday. I'm assuming now Talladega is a big race. That is one of the biggest races. That's one of those restrictor plate races. So that's that's the super speedway. So they they uh, they go at extremely high speeds there. Uh, they, they postponed the race. I'm wondering if it had something to do with the fact that that chant was going to catch on and it was going to continue on at the massive crowd that would have been there on Sunday. Instead, they postponed it to Monday at one o'clock local time. So you're not going to have as many people there at Monday, or excuse me, on Monday at one o'clock local time, so there wouldn't have been. I still think as many chance.
1: I, I still think it's just as fun. I think people should continue the "Let's Go Brandon" chant at every, uh, every, every sport event, uh-huh. and 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 really any public event that has a large grouping of people. Uh, they should all chant "Let's Go Brandon."
0: Well, not not only that, but they've they've also got flags now that say. Um, well, I can't say let's go Brandon, but what they were actually saying, <laughs> they've actually got flags now uh, that say that. Uh, and they're starting to show up at sporting events. People are dropping them over the uh, uh, the, the pavilions there so they can just unroll down the <laughs> down the wall so everybody can see them. Like that's, that's what's going on. Okay. The internet outages yesterday, we'll spend about a last minute or so on this. The internet outages yesterday, everything came back up. Facebook said it was just a it was a simple error. They, it was a coding error. That's that's all it was. They were they were trying to do something on their end and something went wrong. And, and it was just it, it was a mess. Um, but it was it was completely hmm. their fault. And uh, and yeah, that's 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 what happened. Uh, it had nothing to do with them being hacked or breached or, or anything like that. Uh, hmm. It was all their uh, fault. Uh, it was a one of the coding error one of, of the, some kind. One of the gerbils fell out of its wheel. yeah. Yeah, one of the gerbils fell out of the wheel, and you, you know the woman that was supposedly the uh, <clears throat> Facebook whistleblower. Yeah, the the, the whistleblower that was oh, on yeah. sixty minutes. That was that was great. Uh, she's sitting in front of the Senate today, uh, and this is listen. Don't you find that all coincidental? <laughs> she's sitting in front of the Senate today. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> now, th- th- think about the th- think about the timeline here. Think about these these chain of events. She goes on sixty minutes, tells the world about well the the fifty people that were watching the show. Tells the world that Facebook has all these vulnerabilities. Facebook goes down the next day, worldwide, and now she's in front of the Senate. And Facebook, at the same time, is now calling for the government to regulate the entire internet. Does something smell wrong here? (laughs) This is. I want to play this. This is her sitting in front of the Senate. Right. Listen to this testimony. Listen to this testimony. This is. This is a. Uh, Francis, uh, Hagen. I thinkers H- H- Hagen. I'm not sure. Anyway, Hagen. Francis Hagen. I think is her name. Anyway, this is her.
4: It is important for our ability to understand how algorithms work, how Facebook shapes the information we get to see, that we have these data sets be publicly
5: available for scrutiny. Is Facebook capable of making the right decision here on its own, or is regulation needed to create real transparency at Facebook?
4: Until incentives change at Facebook, we should not expect Facebook to change. We need action from Congress.
5: Last week, I asked Ms. Davis about shadow profiles for children on the site, and she answered that no data is ever collected on children under 13 because they are not allowed to make accounts. This tactfully ignores the issue. Facebook knows children use their platform. However, instead of seeing this as a problem to be solved, Facebook views this as a business opportunity. Um, Yes or no, does Facebook conduct research on children under 13, examining the business opportunities of connecting these young children to Facebook's products?
4: I want to emphasize how vital it is that Facebook should have to publish the mechanisms by which it tries to detect these children because they are on the platform in far greater numbers than anyone is aware. Um, I do believe that or I am aware that Facebook is doing research on children under the age of 13 and they have those studies are included in my disclosure.
5: You have shared your concerns about how senior management at Facebook has continuously prioritized revenue over potential user harm and safety. And I have a few questions on Facebook's decision-making. Last week, I asked Ms. Davis, quote, has Facebook ever found a change to its platform would potentially inflict harm on users But Facebook moved forward because the change would also grow users or increase revenue. Ms. Davis said in response, quote, it's not been my experience at all at Facebook. That's just not how we would approach it. Yes or no. Has Facebook ever found a feature on its platform harmed its users, but the feature moved forward because it would also grow users or increase revenue?
4: Facebook likes to paint that these issues are really complicated. There are lots of simple issues. For example, requiring someone to click through on a link before you reshare it. That's not a large imposition, but it does decrease growth a tiny little amount. Because in some countries, uh, reshares make up 35% of all the content that people see.
0: Bruce, does all of that sound scripted to you?
1: It's very, when you've, when you've seen bits and pieces of the 60-minute interview uh, or the expose or whatever the hell they're calling it um what she's calling for is not uh it's not the conservative side of things saying hey guys there's something wrong here um they're screwing us over they're doing something with the CCP they're they're skimming off data or they're they're invading privacy or they're selling the data to the government or they're just handing the data over to the government without warrants they're whatever their her her exposé was none of that her exposé was there's not enough regulation. In fact, there's not enough silencing of dangerous "quote unquote" ideas. And um, Facebook there's is not, not saying enough. the same
0: thing. They're saying the same thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. This isn't. This isn't a disgruntled employee. This isn't someone that was uh, fired or let go. This was someone that was coached by the Facebook lawyers and put in front of uh, the world, basically, and said here do this when was the last time you seen a whistleblower come out within 2 days and go hey look i'm going to do i'm going to reveal myself on national television and
0: give you the the what for about the story and you're no, literally usually, in the senate the next day you're literally in the senate the next yeah, day
1: yeah something smells something smells fishy and then that interview she was uh very well coached and not saying mm-hmm. what's going on here yeah. it it sounds uh kind of okay yeah i can i can agree with Yeah. Okay. Uh, No, because she's calling for more regulation on everything when it comes to the government or or, the Internet. Um, No, this is um, this is
0: all very, very sketchy. Very, Mm -hmm. very, very sketchy. Stinks to high heaven. You know, uh, James O'Keefe over at uh, Project Veritas, uh, they've reached out to 60 Minutes every single time that they've had one of their whistleblowers come forward every single time. And they say that. Or excuse me, uh, it, they say that 60 Minutes has never acknowledged it. They've never tried to reach out to them and say, hey, uh, can you can you send us over? Man, you know, can we can we interview them? You know, they, they've never, never done that once at all, which tells me they're not interested in real stories. They're not interested in in whistleblower stories. The only reason that this woman's out there is because they want you to see that. That's why she's out there. Mm-hmm. This is this is the next narrative they're going to go push towards. Um,
1: they <laughs> In the in the 60 minutes thing she was talking about how um, they closed down whatever whatever uh, uh branch she was over or in that was basically I forget what the wording on it was uh, uh, basically it was it was uh, had to do with misinformation and that sort of thing and they closed it down and then she's like a month later we had the insurrection and so she was uh, quote unquote disgruntled because uh They got rid of that department and that department could have uh, caught the disinformation and misinformation and, and maybe potentially stopped the Mm -hmm. insurrection from happening. Mm -hmm. That's the line of thinking that this person is bringing forward.
0: While the internet was facing outages yesterday and Facebook was down, by the way, Zuckerberg lost $6.6 billion of his own wealth. And the company took uh, something, uh, it was in the the millions, uh, hundreds of millions per hour they were losing. I think they were losing like $170 million an hour in revenue, Mm. just the company. Uh, But Zuckerberg lost. just a bummer. uh, yeah, Zuckerberg lost six point six billion <laughs> on his own. Uh, he dropped to you know, he dropped to the fifth richest person in the world yesterday because of that, according to Forbes, the fifth richest person in the world. It's a shame when you you know you, you just you drop like that. You know, it's just I, I I hate it. You know when I dropped from uh, from from third to fourth myself, uh, you know I, I I just did I was beside myself. I didn't know what to do. I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, yeah. you felt like that when you lost your status too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you you lose just that uh, one or two billion and you go down, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, hate to yeah, see that's it. Terrible, yeah, you do, you you really do. With all of that being down, <laughs> can you imagine if that like if that's your concern, can you imagine my god. While that was down yesterday, Telegram was having some problems, but it wasn't because of outages. They were having problems because they were taking in um what they're called what Pavel Durov is calling uh refugees, online refugees from the other platforms, guess how many people guess how many new accounts in six hours in six hours? This is going to blow your mind in six hours. Guess how many new subscribers the platform of Telegram had in six hours? Take a guess. Uh, I'm going to say maybe like six million. Not quite. They had 70 million new subscribers come on from other platforms. 70 million. That's insane. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of people on one platform in six hours. In a quarter yeah. of a day, that is six hours. That's I, I would expect
1: to see. I would expect to see a lot of numbers uh, joining it now because yeah. uh, with the with this interview that she's doing in front of the the Senate, um, they're going to try to do a digital identity. Is yeah. one of the things I'm concerned with. Yeah. So you you will no longer have anonymity online anymore.
0: It, well, it, this is what Klaus Schwab talked about. If you remember, he says we're going to see a merger of your physical. Your digital and your biological identity, all of those are going to be merged into one and it's going to be called a COVID passport, and it's going to be based on a social credit system, and it's going to be an internet ID. That's what it's going to be. Uh, I'll pass. Thanks. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. Telegram founder Pavel Dorov welcomed 70, what he's calling, I'm quoting, 70 million refugees from other platforms on Monday after the six-hour outage that hit most of the other social networks, claiming his outlet is, quote, light years ahead of the competition. I agree. I agree. That is... Uh, Bruce and I were talking about this uh, earlier today. Uh, this is like the Swiss army knife of, of apps out there. It's literally everything. It's a one-stop shop. It's your chat system. It is phone calls. It's video calls, uh, video calls, video conferences, screen sharing they do now, live broadcasting. You can do podcasting on there. Uh, you can do newscasts on there. You can get your news. Uh, it's just... It's, it's everything you need. Why in the hell? And it's what you want. It's not advertising selling you a whole bunch of garbage you don't need. It's none of that. So why why wouldn't you, right? Why, why wouldn't you? You get over there and you get a taste of that. Why would you leave? I mean, I remember when Telegram was just texting back and forth and it's like, hey, use our service it's encrypted text messaging this is back before nobody cared and I've watched this platform progress and it's it's phenomenal to see this this company grow at the way that, that they're doing it and they're staying independent from everything else they're staying away from uh, the big tech side of things and I, I think it's I think it's phenomenal what they're doing uh, they're tailoring it to content creators and what people want to do we've certainly been uh, very welcomed over there we've we've not had any issues did have a little bit of a problem one day but uh, that was all cleared up within a couple of days but other than that they've been um, they've not only been uh, welcoming of the content that we've put over there they've also expanded it so we can put more on and do other things without uh, without anybody even really asking for it and I, and I think that that's great I, I like the fact that they really don't moderate too much they leave that up to the uh, to the uh, community people now if it's if something gets reported, and their staff goes in and looks at it and says, OK, uh, yeah, you guys probably shouldn't be doing this. They'll reach out to the moderators of whatever group or whatever channel that is. And if they don't respond, then they'll take action. That makes sense. That makes sense. If they were if it's
1: something that's
0: like illegal, yeah, for example, yeah. or yeah. like, for example, the uh, last week. Right. Italy, they had a, They had a, they banned a group in Italy uh, over these uh, vaccine passport protests. They banned a group because the group down in Italy uh, they were all posting, uh, they were doxing essentially the uh, the health workers and the politicians and calling for violence against them. You can't do that. You cannot do that. No. You can have your free speech, but you can't call for violence against other people. You, you just can't do that. Don't put yourself in the position of what these scumbags in these offices are doing. Don't do that. That's what they want you to do. So by them shutting those groups down, that was the right thing to do because you can't go out there and you can't call for violence against another group of people. You just can't do it. So I I I agree with that. Uh, But yeah, Facebook, uh, they lost a whole bunch of money. Zuckerberg, like I said, lost six point six billion of his own money. All right. uh, We are going to have to go. We ran over a little bit, but that's all right. So uh, yeah, for those of you not signed up to our Telegram page, if you're not on Telegram yet, why not? Why not? Get over there and get signed up to us. Uh, We do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day. We also put out an exclusive podcast for Telegram subscribers every week that you do get early for being subscribed to us on telegram by the way none of this cost you any money this is all free uh but get signed up to us over there you get that extra content just a l- few days early and if not you'll get it on monday also if you'd like to reach out to us you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamic at protonmail.com and we would ask you to pass this along to friends family known associates we are trying to grow but we do need your help in order to do that so if you could pass us along we'd appreciate that we're available everywhere you get your podcast also if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance we'd appreciate that as well five stars would be a plus thank you very much all right that's it for today thank you for being here today Bruce thank you to all of the listeners everyone have a great evening